Hello and welcome to episode 59 of the Forever Athletic Podcast with me, Coach Ian Wood. Now, if I told you there was one thing you could focus on in your training that would make you both stronger, make you build more muscle and do it quicker, make you more flexible, make you more mobile, improve your technique and basically make you an absolute master of the gym. If I said there was one thing which could help you do all of those things, you'd probably tell me to fuck off and say that I'm lying. But I'm not. There genuinely is, and it is controlling your tempos when you lift. So this is what we're going to be talking about today. So your lifting tempo is the speed or cadence that you use to lift weights when you're doing a session in the gym. And it's normally noted down in a program as like a four-digit number uh, in your program next to an exercise. So it consists of four different phases related to the four different numbers. First of all, it will always start with the eccentric phase, which is essentially the lowering portion of the lift when the muscles are lengthening under tension. So how long you spend descending down into the bottom of a squat, for example. Then you're going to have the isometric pause at the bottom of the lift, if there is one, where the muscles are static, but they're still under tension. So how long do you stay sat in that bottom of the squat before you bring yourself back up? Then it's followed by the concentric phase, which is the lifting portion of the lift where the muscles shorten under tension. So how long do you spend standing up out from the bottom of your squat? And then there's sometimes a fourth number for how long you wait at the top of each rep before starting the next one. And I do use the four digit number because I think that's more information that is more useful. So why would we not use it? So those are your four digits. You've got the eccentric, the pause, the concentric, and then the reset at the top. And just being aware of these and what tempo you should be using for each section of them can have a massive difference on what the outcome of each set is. And as a result, the result of the session and the exercise that you get, whether it's going to be a strength stimulus, whether it's going to be more of a hypertrophy stimulus, whether it's going to be more of a mobility stimulus, or it's just going to be more of a technique focus and those sorts of things. And this is why it's so important, but they're always programmed in that order. So eccentric, isometric, concentric, and then the reset at the top. So for example, if I was going to give you the tempo of three, two, one, one, that would mean a three second eccentric or lowering, a two second pause isometric at the bottom, a one second concentric back up to standing, and then a one second reset before you start the next rep. Little caveat, sometimes an X will be used in the concentric phase in place of a number. And that means instead of taking one second to come up, it just means explode, be as quick as you can, get back to that kind of concentric end position as fast as possible, and be very dynamic with it, essentially. So that's how they work. That's how you note them down. But how do I actually use them specifically for all of those different outcomes that I said at the start, whether it's strength, hypertrophy, mobility, technique, all those sorts of things. So let's start off with strength. So they're really, really good for strength as they can really help teach you how to create and then maintain tension throughout a heavy potentially barbell lift, something like a squat, a bench press, a deadlift, those sorts of things. So think of times when you've maybe tried bouncing out of the bottom of a squat to just get a little bit more momentum to get you through that heavy rep or slightly bouncing the bar off your chest in a bench press. In both of those scenarios, you're losing and then trying to regain tension really quickly in and out of the bottom position of the movement. That bottom position is also the weakest point of the movement and that's subsequently why you're trying to use a little bit of momentum kind of bouncing off your tendons and using their elastic qualities to get through that sticking point. But a slower eccentric or lowering phase 
paired with or maybe not a pause at the bottom is going to really help you learn how to control and maintain tension throughout the whole movement and then gain more strength, particularly in that hardest bottom position. So you don't have to rely on the balance. You just have the strength in that position as well as all the other positions above it. It will also help you refine your technique, more of which I'll kind of explain later on in the podcast, but focusing on your bar path through an exaggerated, slow, lower or eccentric will help make sure that you end up in the right position at the bottom to hit that concentric and get yourself back up to start. And it will set you up for a more accurate concentric movement. And it will help you make sure that you're expressing your strength in the most efficient pattern or movement or bar path as possible, because you can be really, really strong when everything's lined up perfectly. And if things just come ever so slightly out, that weight can feel a lot heavier. And that can be the difference between you making that lift and not making that lift. And that's why technique really, really matters. So for strength, especially with newer online clients who I know less about because I'm not right there in the gym, I'm not watching every single rep, I will very often use a tempo progression whilst keeping sets and reps consistent to help us create overloads week on week because there's more unknowns. I know less about the person, I know less about their technique at this point, so we're just going to make sure we start off with a high focus on it and it sets that precedent for focusing on technique, maintaining tension whilst adding load at the same time and focusing on strength because those are going to be two really, really important things for me. So if we're going to do a four-week tempo progression, it could start off with something like a three-second lower, two-second pause, one-second concentric, one-set and reset. So three, two, one, one. Progress that to a three, one, one, one. So three-second lower, one-second pause, one-second concentric, one-second reset at the top. So we've shortened that pause. Because we've shortened the pause, we can probably add a little bit of weight in that week. Then the following week, we're going to go two second eccentric, one second pause, one second concentric, one second reset at the top. So now we've sped up the lowering portion, which again means we can probably add a little bit more weight because we're not artificially slowing it down as much as we were. And then the final week, we just go to a regular tempo, which I would say is a two zero one one. So two second lower, no pause, one second concentric, one second reset at the top. So we've taken the pause out and again, we can just add a little bit of load on there because the movement has got a bit easier. We're not spending as much time at the bottom. So over four weeks, we've had a nice focus on tension, technique, pause, strength in the bottom position, all those sorts of things, but just gradually added load to it week on week so that in the fourth week, we've just kind of essentially almost gone flat out for a set of five, for example, and gone from there. So following that pattern, you should be able to add load each week as the tempo becomes easier. So that would be my favorite way of using tempos to help improve strength. Now with hypertrophy, building muscle was the goal. This is what I would do. So many times on the podcast already, I've spoken about the key drivers of hypertrophy and they are mechanical tension, muscle damage, and metabolic stress. And you can increase all three of these by increasing your time under tension during a lift. So that is essentially how much time the target muscle is under tension within a set. And almost to an extent, the longer, the better, because it's going to increase that mechanical tension, the muscle damage and metabolic stress that is placed upon the muscle, which is going to be the key drivers for the muscle hypertrophy that we want. So slowing down your reps again, it just helps you to maintain that tension, but specifically in a hypertrophy format without breaking it. So making sure that we don't bounce at the bottom of our reps and we just maintain tension all the way through that lengthened portion back into the shortened portion. And also no resting at the top so we can take out that one second reset, turn that to a zero, just get straight back into the next one. That way you can keep your muscle under tension, ideally 
consistently for somewhere between 30, 60 seconds to get yourself a good hypertrophy stimulus. And if you do that whilst also going very close or totally to failure on your last few reps, then you've got a really potent hypertrophy stimulus because you've had loads of mechanical tension, metabolic stress, muscle damage, and you've gone really, really close to failure to make sure that we kind of maximized all of those things. So when it comes to muscle hypertrophy, my two favorite tempos for this are a five, two, one, one. And I would normally do that for just one final max effort set. So I'd maybe do two regular tempo sets beforehand just to get into the movement. And then one big set on the end with a five second lower, two second pause at length, one second concentric and a one second reset at the top. If you did that for a set of eight reps, that is nine seconds per rep. That is going to be 72 seconds to get through that full set. That is going to burn at the end. And that is going to help you get that metabolic stress and that muscle damage that you need to get that hypertrophy uh, stimulus. The other favorite tempo I would use would be a 3-0-3-0. And that would be if I just wanted to use straight sets and reps. So I just wanted to do three sets of eight, for example. That would be three seconds down, no pause at the bottom, three seconds up, which would be slow and challenging and counterintuitive, zero reset at the top. So it's basically just this slow, constant cadence where we're just building up all this kind of metabolic stress within the muscle which is going to be again that huge stimulus for hypertrophy if we're doing that for eight reps on that three zero three zero that's six seconds per rep that's going to be 40 48 seconds for a set of eight and that's going to be again a really good stimulus for your muscle hypertrophy but also Something like the five, two, one, one tempo where you've got that slow, exaggerated lower over five seconds and a relatively long two second pause at the longest position really leans into like a loaded stretch, which I'll touch on a little bit in a minute when I go into mobility. But heavily loaded stretches are one of the biggest triggers for sending your mTOR pathway into overdrive. And mTOR is the pathway that's responsible for anabolic or catabolic signaling within the muscle. So either resulting in muscle gain if it's anabolic or muscle loss if it's catabolic, but loaded stretches like this on the right movements, which I'll kind of go through again in the mobility, things like Romanian deadlifts, things like pullovers, things like flies, those sorts of things, it will signal for the anabolic pathway. And that's going to be a really potent thing added on top of the stimulus that you've had from that set to help you build muscle. And that's why it's one of my favorite ones, but it is also very intense so that's why i normally only do it for that one final max effort set so that's hypertrophy two little approaches that you can lean into five two one one or three zero three zero then if we go into mobility so mobility is defined as strength through a range of motion being able to apply strength through a range of motion ideally including the extended longer ranges flexibility is much more passive range of motion. So flexibility would be being able to sit on the floor and put your leg behind your head, but by using your hands. So you kind of grab your ankle, you pull it behind your head. That's quite passive. You're just lengthening those muscles by using your arms, which aren't really involved in your hip. Mobility would be being able to do that with no assistance whatsoever. So you can just sit on the floor, put your hands behind your back and just pop your foot behind your head, which obviously not many people can do. But that would be very high mobility because it has that strength element where you are strong enough to bring your own leg into that position. So one of the best ways to progress mobility, which will progress flexibility alongside it, is to be able to get stronger in those very end ranges. So you can still apply strength. You can still pull yourself into that position and push yourself out of it. And research says that when you're getting stronger in a range of motion, 
the benefits are not limited to that specific range. There are benefits up to 15 degrees further beyond the range that you are training in. So if you specifically aim to get strong in your ranges, uh, in your end ranges, by implementing slower eccentric, so lower, slower lowering phases, and also pauses at the end range uh, of your movements, and maybe things like lifts off, lift offs, which are getting a little bit more kind of fancy, but you can get relatively quick mobility gains because you are focusing on building strength in that long lengthened end range of motion. So again, I love to use that 5-2-1-1 tempo to achieve this because you get that really nice double whammy of strength and hypertrophy, but also the mobility benefit in one movement from that kind of slow eccentric and long pause in the lengthened position. And I choose this for movements that just really lend themselves to creating long ranges that you can load easily and are relatively useful for most people. So things like a Romanian deadlift is going to take your hamstrings at the hip end through a very long range of motion and just help you improve your toe touch, which is something that a lot of people won't be able to do. And if they can do, it's going to make their life better and easier. Dumbbell pullovers where you're lying back on a bench and you're using a weight to reach back behind your head. That is going to open up your shoulders and help you reach overhead easier, which is going to be great in the gym but also great in day-to-day life pec flies where you're just opening up your chest out to the side those sorts of movements on a five two one one it's going to really help strengthen that very end range of motion in your hamstrings in your hips in your shoulders those sorts of things and that's going to be really really beneficial for getting you strong in that end range and opening up more range of motion for you that you can actually access whenever because you're strong in it and i'll also use a five five one one tempo which is very strong very strong, very slow. So I'll only use it for a few reps, maybe three to five at a time, potentially at the end of a warm up, just to help you prime for a big lift that's coming. The most common example I use this for is for a goblet squat before you're doing back squats, things like that. And I first learned this on the functional range conditioning course that I've done. They call it eccentric neural grooving, but essentially it's the same thing as I've explained before. You just take in time five seconds on the way down to sit in that position, five seconds at the bottom just to feel out that position, and then one second up, one second reset and repeat. They call it eccentric neural grooving because that slow lower just gives your brain a chance to kind of recognize what's going on. And a lot of the time your body will put the brakes on because it just doesn't quite feel prepared for it. Whereas you just give it a little bit more time to adapt and recognize that the range of motion that you're going into is actually safe. It's not going to cause you any damage your brain will actually take the brakes off and help you open up a little bit more um, range of motion. And then just spending more time in the end bit, again, just gets your brain comfortable with being in that position and being like, okay, this is fine. I'm just going to open this up and relax this because there's obviously no problems here. There's no, nothing damaging going on to my muscles and my joints here. So I'm just going to soften up. So that 5-5-1-1 tempo can be really, really good for just opening up and using it as kind of a mobility primer before a big lift because it just gives your brain a chance to catch up with what you're trying to do. And then finally, technique. So everything that we said previously, using these tempos, it can give us improvements in strength, improvements in maintaining tension throughout a range of motion, which then gives you improvements in your ranges of motion. And a slower tempo allows us to focus on certain aspects throughout the lift. So if there's a particular sticking point that we're going through, we just go through it a little bit slower and just make sure that we're in the right shape of it, uh, shape that we need to be to go through that position. And all of this results in better gym technique because everything just moves better in the way we want it to under control with strength. 
and better technique, once we've got it, it's going to allow us to lift heavier weights in an increasingly safe or predictable manner because the bar is going to be exactly where we need it to be to express our strength and push as hard as possible into it. It's also going to help us build more muscle by focusing in on the actual target muscle that we want to target in on by making sure we're putting the tension on it and then also making sure that we're actually igniting the processes that we want to be kind of engaging to get that hypertrophy response. And then we can move through greater range of motion more freely because we're just strong both at the shortened range where we spend all day, but also at that lengthened range where we need to access it in the gym and maybe in certain scenarios in our life. And this can just help us be a basic badass in the gym. So try these tempos out. I implore you to do it because they are going to massively change your training rather than just bouncing through reps and trying to get everything done as quick as possible. All that's going to do is just increase your training volume, but not actually make it anything more specific for the goals that you actually want to achieve. If you found this really, really helpful and you would like to work with me or learn more about how to work with me and get the benefit from this sort of knowledge that I like to share, just visit the website www.coachinwood.com. On there, you'll be able to find everything that you need to know about how to work with me, both one-to-one and also in a group setting online. All the information is on there. Otherwise, I will see you in the next podcast on Thursday for a Q&A.